Ah, he's made it. How are you, Danny? Good, mate. Where are you at a zoo? I could hear like birds have... in the back Yeah, you have no idea. It's I don't know what's going on, but the weather has just been unreal. And yeah, it sounds like the birds are out to play. As soon as I came out, they're everywhere. <laughs> That's awesome, mate. I um, I'm in Northcote at the moment, and it's uh, mate, being locked in this house has been pretty tough, to be honest. Oh, it it takes its toll on you. Like the longer you sit and you stay, you just get a little bit itchy and that's and sore that's that's one of the things i'm finding like i was sitting on um an exercise ball and just doing some work on the coffee table and i just would i just went and stood up to come and i mean like my back just straight away feel it oh yeah yeah (laughs) it's um i've had quite a few customers you know uh just call me and ask me questions of you know what we can do from home to help and um you know, it's uh, it's it's definitely um, it's a it's a big it's a big drastic change for most people's lifestyle, man. Yeah, and for the people that aren't one hundred percent ready for it, it's it's going to be tough. But look, man, that's exactly why I wanted to get you on, and um, I'd love to give you a little bit of an intro for people that don't know you, because you are a bit of a you're a personal friend. We've known each other for a little while now. You were around when I first got into personal training and I was working out of fitness first. You were doing um, a lot of remedial massage out of there and um, running your own business. So it's a bit of a selfish episode with Danny Shaheen. We, um, 12 years doing remedial massage. Uh, you've, you've got two locations now. We've got QV and we've got at Northcote, which is the one that um, has been much better for me now I don't have to travel into the city. Um, but the things that I love about I love about what you're doing at the moment is the amount of things that you actually are looking at and you're treating because I don't see I don't hear a lot of people talk about fibromyalgia. Um, I have a few clients that actually do suffer from that. You do sports injury, sciatica, plantar fasciitis, tennis elbow, shoulder impingement, um, and a lot of different things that you've sort of added to your repertoire along the way from trigger point therapy to scraping, which is what I got done. Um, you know, you're trying to tackle as many things as possible and fix as many problems as possible. And I love that, man. So today is definitely a selfish episode to get some real knowledge out there for everyone that needs it and for everyone that's going to be at home and what people can do. So welcome, Danny. So, um, mate, I, I first started uh, at a yoga and Pilates studio, actually, in the city. Um, so I was uh, I was working under my boss, who's now my mentor, and um, he used to basically get a few people from different professions in to talk to us. And this physio came in, he was teaching us, um, you know, self therapy and foam rolling, and it's a little bit of what we're going to talk about today. Um, and uh, we'll massaging each other at one point. And um, next thing I found, you know, well, the whole staff members were asking me for massages randomly after the next few days, because apparently I gave a really good massage. So um, <laughs> I found that to be my calling, Cole. And uh, here I am, you know, 12 years later, still doing it. Oh, so good. And something like massage, it's, you know, you can get all the theory- theoretical stuff done and you can really take any courses you like but 
it takes it takes something that is just either inside of you or you just gotta you just gotta love it like most things to really be good at it yeah there's a lot more to it than you know just the theory behind it um it's just that personal touch that understanding that connection with your customer that's you know super important and um that's why you find there's just some therapists out there that are just naturally good at it and others that you know unfortunately don't quite have it and have to work a bit harder to get there yeah, absolutely. So go through a little bit more of the things that you do offer, um, you know, some of the things that most people come in for and what do you spend a lot of your day doing at the moment? Oh, well, when, when it was all open and running. Yeah, yeah. So um, look, generally Core Therapy offers um, sports and remedial massage. Uh, locations at QV and Um QV, you know, is basically inside fitness first at QV and just our surrounds, we have about 5,000 working staff there. So, um, you know, we get a lot of very customers there. So obviously people from the gym, um, but we also get, you know, your office uh, workers as well with those desk bound jobs. Um, and at uh, Northgate, it's more community based. So um, we actually sponsor a cycling club uh, and we work with a lot of the um, fitness studios around the area as well. Um, they get a lot of the locals coming in. So, you know, it's, um, it's a good mix of customers and services that we offer. Oh, so good. And obviously, because of the amount of people that are coming in and the, you know, so it's needed by so many people, why is remedial massage so big and so important? You know, how are people finding the value in this? Yeah, um, look, uh, I, think, I think massage, plays a key role in um, injury resilience, Carl. So it's basically, you know, if, if somebody injures themselves, it's all about, um, you know, aiming to get that person back out doing what they love as soon as possible. And that's where massage really is uh, so vital. Um, you know, I find when treating my customers, we can speed up their recovery. You know, um, something that would, you know, uh, an acute, you know, injury would probably usually take a week or two to recover. With massage, a few sessions, you know, it might take four or five days. So, yeah. you know, it's all about getting them out there, um, doing what they love as soon as possible. Yeah, um, absolutely. You know, coming from a pain aspect and how quickly you can recover. You know, even from my my background, the one of the main reasons why I came to you is a quick backstory. Um, for you know, one of the first times I actually got my massage off you, I, and I was competing. I was doing my first show, and I went into Vicky, my posing my posing instructor, and she asked me to go through a couple of poses, and she was just finding that, like, my rhomboid and my lat, like, my shoulder blade basically just would, that. yeah, it just would not sort of uh, dislodge from its area, and I couldn't do some of the main poses. I couldn't rear lat spread. Um, I couldn't side chest pose, and she she came down on me pretty hard and was like, you need to fix it. You don't, there's not really another option for you so you were one of the first places i went because i knew there was it was something deep in there that was going to have to be manually changed it was going to have to be really actually touched it's not going to be a matter of stretching it was going to have to be pushed and yeah after doing two to three sessions of that um you know i was doing that only once a fortnight and yep. it's helped so much and actually having just someone to look at it and be like okay well this you know it's not sitting where it needs to this is where it's connecting right. so let's so let's actually let's let's put some pressure on it and yeah it just helped tremendously 
Yeah, I think I remember um, what you came in with. So it was uh, the lap was popping out a bit more on the left side in comparison to the right, or vice versa. I can't remember. Um, and it turned out to be that your shoulder was, you know, out of uh, out of alignment. So it was just um, moving forward a little bit more than the other. And it was just such a subtle difference. But then, you know, with your pose, I think we took some photos too, didn't we? Yeah, we did. Um, before and after. And, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I remember with a, a little bit of adjusting and some massage, relaxing those areas, we were able to just help that shoulder retract a little bit better. And it, yeah, it fixed your issue, didn't it? Yeah, and it came out and yeah, after going back, because obviously I went and saw her again and she was she was pretty happy with how much it changed. Obviously it takes um, a lot of practice and looking at it and doing it again and again, but you know, at some point it gets it, you need that manual therapy to, to sort of put it back into place. Um, yeah. Yeah, so how, what what's happening with you now as far as your business so obviously the one-on-one -on -one contact is a little bit harder what how has that affected you guys what are you doing now mate we are pretty much um all face-to-face -face, uh sessions are closed off unfortunately um but you know it's look we were one of the first massage practices to shut our doors um and the reason being, mate, I just wasn't comfortable with it. Um, first of all, for my customers' health, and then second of all, mine as well. Um, you know, there was a few massage therapists promoting, oh, you know, we'll stay open. Um, you know, your health and well-being is the most important thing. And I called BS on that, to be honest. I was like, no, nah, this is, you know, we've got to stop the spread, do our bit. And um, yeah, look, I, I closed the doors, mate, and so, Pretty much now I'm just home with the kids, enjoying time with my kids. They're driving me nuts, but at the same time, it's, uh, it's the best, mate. <laughs> time I know I'll never get back, so um, you're yeah. just making the most of it, really. Yeah, 100%. And it's it's nice to sort of be able to take that little bit of a step back especially when you know when you're owning when you're owning your own gig and you're doing it and everything's falling on you it's hard it's hard you know, sort of economically and hard financially but just being able to take your mind off it and just know that there's not much you can do for the the small time being is somewhat refreshing and just being able to sort of turn that and shift that focus to other people in your life and the people that are close to you and maybe some things that you've been putting off is always always a bit of a positive outlook on it yeah yeah absolutely mate um you know with the hardest thing is uh it's been nice clear blue skies every day hasn't it every you know, single day man <laughs> i swear i've i've done this walk every single day sometimes twice a day uh yesterday yeah. i racked up 13,000 steps before before 9am. Oh, <laughs> terrific, mate. That's awesome. And look, you know, going on about that, um, you know, uh, getting up early in the morning, Carl, I think uh, one of your questions that you wanted to throw my way was, um, you know, what advice would I give in um, basically, you know, uh, how, to, how to deal with this time at the moment and, um, I think, you know, one of the most important factors is getting up early in the morning and starting your exercise routine, whether that's simply going for a walk like yourself or going for a jog or doing a strength routine, I think it sets you up for the rest of the day um, because I've found personally uh, the days that I haven't done that, I've gotten a little bit lazy. Um, you get to, you know, get up and stretch or 
um, you know, loosen up the legs or even even my working methods so, you know, drop a little bit. So what do you reckon? I am so with you. Um, getting it done first thing in the morning, just jumping out and not really, I like I haven't eaten any breakfast yet. It's getting a little bit late, it's already 10 o'clock, but I, I've yeah. just been making it very a very conscious effort to just do something first to keep that routine and to just and create new habits because if you try and stick to some of the old things that were working for you in the past i just i don't know whether it's going to be able to hold true and hold long term for you so it's about changing something and making sure you feel good for the whole day and whatever you need to do to make that happen is is going to be some of the most important things Absolutely, mate. Like I think you know, um, it's easily it's easy to get uh, you can get stuck at home, can't you? You know, you're just at home. You're looking at the same walls, uh, the same windows. But you know, get out every you know couple of hours. Go for a little fifteen minute walk. Um, you know, it's just it's such a good way to just keep the blood flowing, and the body does drive movement. Um, you know, if you're getting if you're getting stiff at the desk, for instance. Look for those cues, um, you know, get up off your desk, do some stretches, wander around the house a little bit, then go back. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be the big difference, I think, um, in how people feel long term versus short term and just how where, where they keep their activity levels or just mobility in general. Like I said, I have probably not been, ex I've definitely not been exercising as much as what I was when obviously I was working inside a gym and it was always there. Um, but just doing small things, you know, I know a lot of people that are doing, you know, yoga slash meditation, uh, all these things that I think are just as beneficial, just as important. Um, during this time, if not more important, I think, because it's something, yeah, yeah, something easy to keep that routine and actually makes you feel good and recenters yourself. Um, I'm all for all of that stuff. So um, I guess what I really want to get you on here, I'm excited to talk about some of your expertise and I want to know as far as, because so me, for example, obvious, and for a lot of people right now, 90 to 100% of their workload has fallen onto the computer, fallen onto smartphones, fallen onto just technology in general. And we we see and I think we look at a lot of infographs and we can be pretty sure that, you know, we, we, we know what the problems are. But let's hear it from the horse's mouth. I want to know from you on the people, things that you experience of people that come in from desk jobs and now everyone is at a desk job. What, what do you see as some of the most common common things that we need to look out for, some things that we can do to stop that. Yeah, look, um, I think I think I think the sedentary lifestyle is um, you know, it, it's it's everybody's been heavily affected by it now, particularly with this circumstance, right? So, you know, and like I said before, it's um, you know, let, let's look at a you know, a standard day, like you get up, you go to work, you, you might, some people might jump in the car or sit on the tram, so that, that, that's sedentary, right? Then you get to work, if you've got a desk job, it's still sedentary. Um, but then there's people like myself, like you, Carl, um, there's probably some, you know, other professions out there that involve a bit of movement, then all of a sudden they find themselves confined to, a, uh, you know, working on their website or whatever it may be, sending out a newsletter, sitting in front of a computer desk for you know, a bit of the day, um, you know, and I find those uh, those people in particular are just probably struggling to deal, you know, with the lack of movement. Um, and then what happens as a result in our 
uh, muscular system is there's there's a lack of you know synovial fluids running through our joints, our tendons, our muscles, which you know make us feel more stiff. Um, so you know it's really important just to just the movement, like you know that's that's essentially what it is. Movement is key. Um, so you know every, every 15 minutes, every half an hour, whatever's realistic, just get up and move. Yeah, just uh, I'm with you. Moving, moving is just something that can prevent a lot of things. You and a lot of people can go further than that. And there's so much it can go really deep. And obviously, for if you are in your space talking to other people that know exactly what you're talking about, you know, you can go so deep into the intricacies. But a lot of these, a lot of these problems that arise is from one simple thing and it's just the reduction in movement if everyone actually had a look at their fitness watches or you know and they actually look at say this last week that's gone through and compare it to a normal work week and you looked at the kind of steps that you that you had the amount of calories that your watch is telling you that you've burned all these little things that you have this trackable data if you go back and look i can almost assure that there is going to be a reduction you know depending on how much depending on how uh how on it you are and how much you're trying to keep it uh, keep it sort of high there's going to be a reduction there's going to be this drop and it can be severe in some people and it can cause problems absolutely mate um and look you know this is where you know a little bit of foam rolling um can really really help out and assist so you know, if you think about what's the reason that, you know, people come in for a massage, generally it's it's when you get sore, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and look, the thing is, uh, you would have heard this from me a few times, Carl, is to book before you get sore. Yes. <laughs> and it's it's all about, you know, it's all about um, basically loosening up the muscular system. Um, and then what that does is it, you know, provides oxygen and nutrients towards your muscles. Um, and just helps that efficient blood flow come in play as well. Um, and that's where, you know, lack of movement once again, you know, just stiffens your right up, your, your fascial system starts to tighten up as well. Um, sitting at a desk, you're also, you know, you're, you're kind of more heavily focused uh, on the anterior muscles, which is, you know, your, your hip flexors, your pecs, the front of your neck gets tight. Um, you know, so as a result, you know, you start to get that shoulder tension that comes into play as well. So really important to get off your desk, walk around. If you've got a foam roller as well, you know, put in a half an hour a day, which I'm thinking of putting together a program for your followers, Carl, as well, that they can follow. Wow. Um, you know, that'll involve, you know, just a you know, 20 minute routine on a foam roller um, where they can just follow that and basically, Know, work on all those, uh, you know, generally tight areas such as the chest, um, the lats, you know, the back, and then obviously the glutes and the hips as well, the quads, um, just to, you know, basically break up their day and do that midday if possible. Do that at midday, you reckon? Yeah, look, um, the, the reason, you know, a walk in the morning, yeah, we already established that. So first thing you get up, you exercise or do a walk in the morning. And then, you know, um, start working, sit at your desk, and then halfway through the day, eat your lunch, whatever it may be, and then jump on a foam roller halfway, just to kind of break things up, mate, because, you know, you're gonna spend, let's say, three and a half, four hours at the desk in the morning working, 
it's good to break that up, yeah? Work on the foam roller for a little bit, with the massage ball as well. Um, and then, you know, you sit for the rest of the day, uh, continue working. I think that's the most beneficial time. Yeah, and you know what? Finding it early as well. So, you know, around that midday time, you start to foam roll and you jump on and you start to feel it like, you know, it's really tight around back and hips. You know, you can, like every, as soon as you jump on, you feel that soreness and, you know, you can feel it niggling. Um, it's just going to make you a little bit more conscious of it throughout the entire day and while you're sitting down for the rest of the day, you know, instead of getting to the end of the day and then just sort of giving it a quick roll out and then you're going to jump straight back down into that position you were in and straight back into bed and you forget about it. Yeah, 100%, mate. And it's it's also, you know, it helps with brain function too and just under, you know, helping the brain understand, um, you know, what's tired and what's not. And like you said, mate, like if you don't phone roll, and you sit at your desk all day, eventually it just becomes normal to be tight. Yep. So it's, you know, and that's the last thing we want. We want to, you know, we want to basically jump on the foam roller and then you get back up feeling great. And then if you tighten up again, it's just, it's, it's good to know and have it on the forefront of your mind. Um, you know, it's, it's such an important factor, I think, in how you feel every day. So, you know, yeah. yeah how you how you feel every day is one of the is one of the big things as well because what a lot of people don't necessarily take into account is it's not it's not just about being tight you know if you're if you're a little bit tight in certain areas that's not necessarily the end of the world you can survive you can live and you know you can live a pretty good life but what it does do is it limits you to certain movements it limits you through to certain things that just don't feel good when you do them because you are tight in certain areas for example you're not going to enjoy a morning walk if your knees or your or your back is just in complete agony you're not going to enjoy it therefore you're not going to do them as frequently so you know it's it's even though you can live your day-to-day life and you can jump on the computer and you can lay down and you can do like little bits of walking um pretty much pain-free but as soon as you go to run or do some resistance training exercise or get back into sports or do any of these things that is actually going to promote a really healthy life and you're not and you're not um at least taking into account and factoring in that you know tightness and pain is going to be an issue there um it's going to limit you it's going to stop you from things that you could potentially really enjoy and really love doing yeah absolutely mate and um look you know i think uh you know kind of what we were touching on before that you know it's it's all about prevention right that's where you know foam rolling massage is really all about injury prevention um and i think you know it's don't don't wait until you get to that point where you're not really sore then then jump on the foam roller actually you know form a routine from home um you know especially now like you're at home like i know with my wife for instance she used to get up in the mornings um and then you know she'll me and her will just make the lunch for the kids before she'd head off in the tram to work and then it's kind of rush rush rushes from now she's the positive side of this is working from home she's been able to really structure and routine her day a lot better so she's you know doing her walk in the morning and then you know at 12 o'clock we all have lunch together um and then we have a quick phone roll you know it's and the kids get involved with it too so it's um you know it's it's pretty much you know whether we're feeling sore or not it's just all about taking care of ourselves 
making that you know a, a big priority because then everything just flourishes from that yeah and yeah those little daily habits and those little changes that you get to make in your life are going to be important if you want to feel good throughout this um you have to you have to make sure you're staying on top of all of that so give me some give me some symptoms give me some real world things that people could be experiencing or feeling right now um or how how do people know if they are say let, let's start in the back um you know if we're talking sort of i think i think kyphosis and i think some of these other things are going to be a big factor in um at play here um in the long term so give us a little bit of a, a back to school how do we know if we're suffering from these things um uh, what sort of are they would they be experiencing headaches would their shoulders be sort of a little bit forward what are some things we need to look for yeah look um i think the most common thing with uh you know desk bound workers is um i think it is shoulder pain Carl, and it's um you know it's it really comes down to posture and as you mentioned before kyphosis slash hunchback is um is probably the, the biggest um and the most common i'd say postural uh analysis that i see within the practice um is that most of us are just you know we're so looking at our phones all the time or uh it could be an incorrect desk setup where we're looking slightly down and the neck tilts forward and that puts pressure on the neck and then we start getting headaches as well how um, how so, bad is working from a couch 100 look I, i've even had i had one customer call me last week and uh, she's like oh danny i wish i could come and see you i wish you were open and i said look i can still help you um you know let's let's talk about the symptoms and i'll, I'll help you you know deal with it from home she's, i said okay but first of all i want to establish what's your setup like and she goes oh i'm actually sitting in bed mm. and uh you know um straight legs i've got the laptop there and i'm looking down and said well that's one thing we, we need to eliminate and that's where all your symptoms are coming from it's you're putting a lot of strain on your back like maybe you know 15 minutes is okay but then if you're sitting there for an hour uh two hours then you're definitely going to do some damage yeah um so you know it's uh that brings me to the death setup mate and i think um uh, what a lot of people don't realize is even if you're sitting at a desk is your computer screen at your eye level or is it below um you know if it's below your eye level um then then you're looking down at the screen so that's that's a potential factor um you know that could be tightening up your chest your neck and then that's causing your symptoms yeah and people usually you you get very comfortable your body is always very efficient at making wherever you're spending more of your time and the activities that you spend most on doing you become very good at them so you become more you yeah you become you become comfortable in that um in that posture in that position and actually trying to stand up straight is when the problem arises and then people think that it's something else but it's it's that accumulation of being in a wrong position that's right and look um you know about that sitting up straight you know a lot of people actually resort to exercise balls and it, it just drives me nuts because it's it's not what it's meant to be used for at a desk um you should have a good chair with armrests um you know and and a chair that supports your lumbar your lumbar so your lower back okay um, just to help you sit up right 
And then, you know, you, you want to be in a, a fairly straight position sitting up. And then, like I said, have the center of the computer screen at the level of your eyes, basically. So that's, if you use some yellow pages or some books, if you don't have the proper, you know, desk at home, it's something that you can do. Um, but definitely worth investing in a good chair. Then, of course, sit standing is really good as well. So if you've got a stand desk, um, that's awesome. And they're surprisingly cheap. You can find them these days, um, you know, for about 400 bucks online. And that's, you know, it's not much more um, than a standard desk, mate. So, you know, if you can stand up for, you know, um, a portion of your day. So, like, when you first get it, you start off standing uh, for about 30% of the day, sitting for 70. And then eventually you want to swap that around. So you're standing for 70% of the day, then sitting for 30 Okay. Does that make sense? That ma- yeah, that makes perfect sense. So why why is standing so important? What, what makes standing um, a lot better than sitting? Look, you know, standing's a lot harder to do than sitting, right? So, and the reason for that is, um, you know, when you're sitting, you basically, you can you can slouch, can't you? Even if you've got the armrest there, you can kind of just get lazy. And I think it's, I think it's only natural. <laughs> you can't really help it. That's right, you can't help it. But when you're standing, you know, we have this tendency to either lean on one leg um, and that can cause a bit of issues, right? If we lean on one leg, we can tilt our uh, pelvis on one side, that can cause issues too. But you'll generally find standing up straight um, when you're standing, you're just a bit more mindful of it at the same time. Now, a lot of my customers do report that they seem to work a bit more efficiently standing as well. So I don't know whether that's a thing or not, but that's what I'm hearing. Okay, interesting. Um, let's, yeah. yeah, just delve just a little bit deeper into crossing your legs and like how that can sort of like leaning on one leg or having one leg up, one leg down um, and just having that asymmetry um, as a part of it, how, what, what can that actually cause? Because I know a lot of people that do that and I know a lot of people that have a lot of trouble squatting and doing some of these other things. And when I ask them, they are the kind of people that always, always are crossing their legs at desks, at their work, or even when sitting on the floor. Yeah, look, um, what most people don't realise is that, you know, you understand this, goal is when you cross your legs, you're, you're actually contracting one of your muscles, right? On one side, a group of your muscles. So, you know, if you're crossing your legs for an extended period of time, you could actually be shortening those fibers um, in your hips. And then when you stand up, they're tight, right? And you do that every day and it accumulates and it eventually will load up on your on your lower back, for instance. Um, and, you know, you'll need to massage that out or stretch it out. So, um, you know, crossing the legs, is not ideal because it's it's an imbalance, right? So, you know, you want to be um, trying to encourage uh, symmetry and, and standing up, you know, within alignment, nice and straight um, and evening the loads on both sides. Yeah, um, I, I, it's, so, it's so important, the symmetry side of things and just making sure that you're just being mindful. It's not about doing rep for rep exactly the same all the time because no one is completely symmetrical. There's always going to be a small amount of Correct. of changes, um, but making a mindful effort to keep it somewhat crossed. Do you think that switching the legs that you cross with consistently could be an option for people that can't get out of that habit, or do you think it's better to just not cross their legs at all? 
I think it's better to just not cross your legs at all. Fantastic. <laughs> it's, to put it bluntly, right? Because um, I think, you know, it's at the end of the day, just trying to encourage symmetry is so important. I know there's a discipline in it. Um, you know, you've really got to be mindful of it. But, you know, try and make that change. I know it's hard, but, you know, it can be done. Yeah. Um, and you'll be surprised that where, this is where that midday foam rolling session comes in. Mm. Um, you know, it's, you know, you're usually quite tight on that one side, right? So, you know, for instance, if you're tight in that right hip because you're crossing that leg over, um, you know, then, you know, you want to be foam rolling that every day and then eventually, you'll find subconsciously you won't do it as much because the tightness is not there. Yeah. And yeah, you will just find that you, that like you said, you don't need to spend as much time on that area because it feels so, it doesn't feel like there's a problem. So it's just going to slowly yeah. eliminate those problems by preventing it, the problem in the first place. Absolutely. Mm, I, Absolutely. I love that. So let's talk a little bit into the people that are joining me right now on this morning walk. And let's say that they're, that they're hit like that. Let's say like their lower back, almost like where their butt meets their back, right in that area on the top of the glute. That's just feeling really sore, especially if they walk up some hills. Cough, cough. This is not happening to me right at this minute. <laughs> um, what would you suggest to people that can sort of, if they are experiencing even these most basic movements and it's creating soreness, whether it's because um, of the change in lifestyle right now or people are joining me on this journey for the first time because they're realizing that now that a lot of their general activity is taken away now they're going to have to make this conscious effort and they weren't ready for it and their body is adapting what are some things we need to think about okay so um look i guess with you know walking or any endurance sport right there's there's a lot of repetitive motion that's taken place so you know, it, it, the, the load that can go onto one muscle is a lot, the, the probability of, you know, that getting tighter is a lot higher, right? So, you know, you, you just want to be mindful that, you know, with any repetitive motion, um, the muscle is going to get tighter and then eventually when it gets tight, it's going to put strain on the tendon and then even potentially sprain the joint, right? Um, if you leave it for a long time. So you just got to be active and proactive in the sense, you know, um, that's where you got to say, okay, I've just done, I've just walked for an hour. Um, I've loaded up more on one side than the other. It's a bit tight. Really after your exercise is, is that's probably the best time to foam roll. Mm. If you're looking at an active, like an active person, um, that's probably the best time to foam roll because, you know, you've warmed up your, your muscles. They're pretty much ripe and ready to be treated, right? So, um, and while the blood flows there, foam roll it use a massage ball and you'll find that your recovery will be a lot quicker. Mm, I love that. So directly after the exercise, so while there's still blood in there, directly. while you're still, while there's still uh, motion going on, that is the best time to foam roll and take care of some of this stuff. That's right. If you look in the AFL, for instance, you'll see, you know, players are on the sideline, you've got the sports players there, they get a massage during the game, you know, and it's, it's usually those guys have had that injury and they want to get back out on the field as soon as possible. Um, and the, the whole science behind that is, yeah, it's just that blood flows there. Um, you know, the muscles are ready, it's loose uh, as it's been worked on and they can get back out there and, de and, you know, and, the, and the joints have been deloaded as a result of the applied pressure of the massage. Yeah, do you know, so 
when it comes to actually lack of blood flow, because that's something that I talk a little bit about, and I, I talk about blood flow is life. Blood flow is what actually what you know what creates a lot of the things that we do happen. It's how we live. You know, it, we wouldn't work if blood wasn't flowing. So, how how detrimental is not having adequate blood flow into a specific area? You know, not getting the synovial fluid and just all of those fluids that we have inside our body getting to the areas. How important is that? Yeah, look, it's it's probably the most important factor in recovery. You know, um, look, what happens, let me explain, for instance, what happens to a particular region when there's a lack of blood flow. This is what I feel when I massage my customers is when I palpate that area, let's say you, you've got sore shoulders, right? Um, the first thing I find when I palpate and touch that area is that it's, it's rock solid. It feels rigid, it feels brittle, um, and it shouldn't feel that way. And the reason it's become like that is because the lack of blood flow, and where there's a lack of blood flow, there's no heat. And there's, yeah, that area becomes dry and brittle because, yeah, that lack of blood flow. So blood is actually traveling around that area rather than through. Um, so, yeah, that's where the massage comes in. We break up that area as much as possible, loosen it up, and then, you know, it's kind of like putting a rock in the middle of a, a massive rock in the middle of a waterfall. Yeah. You know, what's going to happen? The water's just going to splash around that rock, right? Mm. That's what happens to these areas. So, you know, once we massage it, we've broken that rock and then the water just flows. Ah, and then, that's, and then that's when some of the actual healing process can begin on its own because it's not just about... Absolutely. that's, And I think that's something that people need to understand as well. Uh, massages shouldn't just be used as a, like a one-off fix while the pain is there and then you just wait for the pain to no. come back and then get another massage. Yeah. It's about starting that process of recovery so that you open up the muscle yeah. and you open up whatever is tight to allow that blood flow in to continue the improvement. Yeah, look, I work with a few of the, um, some junior uh, track cyclists at the Brunswick um, Cycling Club. And, you know, they, these kids are like on the world stage. And it's, it's we've been basically, um, I've been working on them for the last six months and, you know, pretty much teaching them that, that message right there, that it's, that massage is all about injury prevention mm. it's all about preventing those injuries from occurring in the first place and then once again injury resilience so it is just to you know avoid that whole prehab uh, that rehab sorry of a muscle but rather prehab right so working on that area before it gets affected strengthening it um, and massaging and loosening up those areas just to prevent any potential injuries from coming in the future. Yeah, so cool, man. And especially when you're working with a lot of um, athletes and just knowing that, you know, you're you're stopping the amount of work that you do and stopping them from feeling that pain long-term and, you know, preventing them from ever feeling that pain um, has to be pretty yeah. satisfying. Oh, 100%, mate. Like, um, you know, and just seeing some of these juniors and now, you know, uh, racing you know one of one of the girls went over to um to france uh, and she was meant to be riding in the tour de france this year um and yeah obviously that's you know might be uh cancelled it looks like but um yeah you know she was uh just seeing her grow into the you know the, the competitor that she's become and just how important massage has become mm -hmm. 
um, it's all been part of that journey and it's extremely rewarding to see somebody like that just you know grow and um, you know she's just gone overseas and she's sent me messages like oh I'm doing my foam rolling every day and I'm doing my stretches and you know I've had a few you know massage therapists come and work on me and you know she's requested for that and she just feels great you know when they become um, addicting don't you know, they that I guess What's that, they sorry? become addicting, don't they? Like once you start getting one or two, like you just love the feeling of it and you can't help yourself. <laughs> you want more. Yeah, it's it's a good pain. It's a good pain. And it's um and you know, rather than addictive, she finds it's a necessity, mm. of, Like it's really, you know, it's it's part of her strength um her training structure. Mm. And she won't be able to race without it. And I think, you know. The way we can relate that to that here in general public is, you know, um, do you want to feel your best? You know, do you want to feel, you know, from day to day, you know, of course you might get tight here and there, but you'll find that, you know, if, you've, if your injuries are under control and you've got somebody like myself taking notes and assessing your movement, um, you know, every session, we basically follow up um, every session as well where your movement's at. You know, you're always on the rise and you're always improving. It's same as with your customers, Carl. You, you know, obviously you see them, you know, they're getting stronger and they're getting fitter and you're progressing with that as well. It's the same sort of deal with massage. Yeah. You know, your health is the number one priority. Exactly. Health is the number one priority and it comes in a lot of different comes in a lot of different ways and you have to look at it in a lot of different spectrums and from a lot of different views of that same coin to to be able to get that holistic approach and actually optimize the things that you're doing. I'm going to put you a little bit on the spot here because um, I didn't I didn't put this yes. in, but is there, oh, do you think it. there's much application to uh, massage when it comes directly to fat loss? Do you, is there anything, whether it's, mo- whether it's actually getting people pain-free to actually use exercise and do exercise, or if there's an actual benefit to getting it in other ways? Um, what's your opinion there? Yeah, look, um, uh, look. The only, the only connection to fat loss I see that massage has is that it helps you feel at your best. So you can get out there, you can train harder, you can feel better, and then obviously the rewards of that is feeling healthier, stronger, and leaner. Mm-hmm. And then it just—it's more of like that cascading effect that can get people because, as, as exactly what we were talking about before, you know, you you don't want to do the exercise that you know you have to do. Most people understand that exercising is important. They understand the sort of foods that they need to eat. You know, it's not, no one's out there, or if you think that there's a secret recipe out there that's going to get you there, you're sadly mistaken. And it's about making ways or almost manipulating the way that you feel to want to do those things that you already know you need to do and being pain-free is such a big part of that oh absolutely mate. and i think you know ultimately it's all about if you look at you know our our industry are connected in so many ways and it's all about caring for yourself your body your mental state your physical state right and I think both our both our industries cover that. You know, it's, um, you know exercise releases happy endorphins, um, while at the same time massage, you know, helps you de-stress. Mm-hmm. 
um, and it helps you uh, just focus on you for a little bit. Like there's a lot of us that, you know, we, we work for people or we have kids, we have priorities and we often forget about ourselves. So, you know, when you, when you look at, um, you know, what massage can do for a person, it's more than just physical, it's, it's the mental. The mental state, the way my customers walk out of the door is, um, you know, it's even before they, when, when you, you know, submit that booking button online or whether you call it, you've booked for yourself, you know you've done something positive for yourself. So it puts you in the right mindset. Mm-hmm. I remember I made that a little routine of mine. It was always, I didn't want any other time. You even opened up a little bit earlier for me to get in Tuesday morning um, before I went and did my yeah. PT session. And it was just... It made me feel good, you know, it made me, when I went and actually saw my coach, I felt like I was looking my best, um, you know, because I was going to pose for him. So um, it it just felt really nice to have someone and look at it and look at the way that I was standing, look at the way that I was moving. And if I had any pains or injuries, because I was working really hard and lifting a lot of heavy weights and just someone to look at it and just be like, okay, this is, this is what I think. And let's, let's work on this and see how it feels and always coming out feeling better on the other side. Absolutely. So give me... What's the difference between, because so with me, you did a lot of um, scraping or the IASTM. Um, what is the benefits of that over massage? What's, what, why would someone get that over a normal remedial massage? Yeah, okay. So look, um, I think uh, everything's got its place, right? So, so I use these modalities. I also do cupping as well. Um, so they all got their place. Uh, I do dry needling. Um, you know, you find like with dry needling, for instance, I'll start off with that, right? And then we'll finish up with the IAM. Dry needling is um, particularly useful for really stubborn areas, right? So, so muscles that just won't relax, no matter how much you throw at it. Um, dry needling can really pinpoint that area, contract that muscle until it fatigues. Right? And what that does is it sends a brain signal um, and it tells the muscle to reset and relax. So it's basically twitching, twitching, twitching until it can't twitch anymore, basically. That is in that so you know, generally people feel like you know, after dry needling, they've done a workout pretty much. Um, so that's where that comes mm. in, right? Uh, massage is good as a, you know, it's always obviously my go-to, generally speaking. Um, you know, and from that you, you basically get the sense of you know, um, relaxation. Uh, you know, we can massage that area and provide blood flow to the area. Um, cupping is more about um, it doesn't do anything magical, mate. It's just if I find that you know we're talking about the the areas that are rigid um, and are lacking blood flow, I usually use cupping to draw blood flow to that area. So the way cupping works is that, um, so the massage pushes trapped blood out and then cupping encourages new blood flow to circulate that area, which promotes healing. Yeah, okay. makes perfect sense. Um, yeah, and then you've got uh, IASTM, which is the scraping. Um, so what that does is that, look, scientifically speaking, speaking we can't, Fascia is so bloody hard that you can't physically break mm. it up. But what you can do, and this is where um, scraping comes in, is change the nature of those fibers. And you can you can basically move around those fibers a little bit. And then what you find as a product of scraping is 
know, a lot of, it gets really red in that mm -hmm. area. Um, and that's blood flow once again circulating that area. So similar to, to cupping, but you know, obviously you're getting that touch at the same time. Um, it's particularly useful around ligaments and joints as well. So if you find like you were talking about the tip of the lower back before for mm. walkers and runners, right? That's, that's I think we're talking about the SIJ, aren't we? Yes, that's exactly what I'm talking about. So the SI yes. joint? Yeah, so you'll find that scraping on the SIJ is you know, really useful because you know, those ligaments there, um, you know, can really get, you know, quite, uh, quite rigid and brittle. And that's where, you know, you can really get in there. Um, it's a lot smaller than a, you know, a thumb or the tip of an elbow. Um, it's a very direct touch to that area and you find it's really useful there as well. So, yeah, you find people that are lacking mobility or, you know, reach like like yourself with the lap on one side, we, we use scraping on that to pretty much, you know, uh, move around those tissues as much as possible just to allow to, you know, the muscle to contract and release as much as possible. Yeah, and the feeling that you get from doing the scraping in particular was, um, it, it was, yeah, it was very instant, you know, it was, it was quite painful in most parts, but at the same time, like once you, once you stand back up and you shake it out, and you you feel you feel the difference pretty much instantly because like you said you know you're moving that fascia almost you know you're driving it into a different moving in a different way and it feels incredible would you get because obviously you can i've seen online on amazon ebay little things like that um the actually getting these tools would you recommend people doing it themselves is it something that you think is a little bit more um need, you need like to know exactly what you're doing or do you think it can just help the general um, look, I think you can do it yourself, but I, I think stuff like that, I, I would recommend from home, you know, you stick to your massage board, your foam roller, um, resistance bands, anything that's, I, I guess, you know, uh, look, it's it's pretty tough to do on yourself, first of all. You need a partner yep. to do it because you just kind of want to be relaxed while you're doing it. If you're doing it yourself, it can be quite tricky to get into like, yeah, you can't do your back, right? You can do your neck a little bit. You might be able to do your lats a little bit, but not as effectively if somebody's standing on top of you and doing it for you. So I'd say, I'd say probably, you know, you can get one if you want to, but I think if you want the full effects of it, best to leave that one to the experts. Yeah, hundred percent. So for people, and this is sort of wrapping up now, and then we're going to find out where we can find you. Uh, what is yep. the so you said basically foam rolling resistance bands massage balls is that the main things that you would recommend for people to do at home right now 100% mate. okay yeah awesome absolutely. and uh, you reckon half an hour half an hour each day would be enough to sort of stop these aches and pains that people might come up with look I think half an hour each day is plenty right even 20 minutes, 15 minutes, it's it's better than nothing, right? So I think if you, you know, 15 minutes to half an hour, aim for that, that's plenty. And a... um, another tip with foam rolling uh, and, and, and working on particular with, you know, massage balls or pocket physios, which I'll tell you a bit about in yeah. a sec, um, you want to be focusing on, uh, this is, Look, my approach to my sessions here at Core Therapy is if somebody comes in with a particular goal in mind, let's say let's say you came in, Carl, and you had um, a sore elbow, I would probably spend the initial session working on that elbow first 
Um, I've spent a good half an hour if I have to just on the elbow, just to ensure that you know that elbow is corrected. And then what, what's putting straight on that elbow? It could be the lats or the shoulder that's out of position. We'd work on that in a follow-up position, in a follow-up mm. session. So I recommend doing the same from home. If you're feeling tight on the neck, there's no point doing a full body foam rolling session. Um, I'd, I'd probably say get the massage ball out and, or pocket physio and then work on your neck for that 15 minutes. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, once that's better, then, you know, the next day, then you can do another body part. So, you know, maybe break it up so by the end of the week, you've pretty much covered the entire body, but it doesn't have to be a full body routine. Yeah. Now, I'll, like I said, I'll send through a full body routine that you can do uh, for your customers to follow. But, you know, you could, you could pick one or two of those exercises from that routine. Yeah, that, makes, that makes perfect sense. And I, I think that's a really important message, to be honest with you, because what's going to keep that habit going if you're just doing a full body session and you're just rolling out your calves for the sake of rolling out your calves and you've seen it done in a youtube video but it doesn't actually provide you any sort of uh, pain relief or any sort of relief um then you're not it's very unlikely that you're going to keep that habit because you didn't feel the benefits of it but if you take that time to actually spend 15 20 minutes on an area that you know is a problem area and even if you do that for the entire first week even if you just focus on your neck neck and shoulder for a whole week and you feel better every single time you do it it's going to create the habit and then when there's an actual problem that comes up whether it's in back hip knees arms elbows whatever it is um later on down the track you've created that habit your neck's going to be fine and you're going to just be able to just switch you're just going to be able to change that and just go and work on the things that need to be worked on that's right and if let's say for example your left hip is more sore than your right spend time on your left hip don't worry about Mm. the right you know leave it alone um you know when it comes to strength training it's different right so you know you want to be working on both when it comes to stretching it's different you still want to be stretching both because what ends up happening let's say your left hip is tight you stretch that out and then It'll, it'll probably match up with the right one, yeah? So when you stretch out the right one, it's not like it's gonna get more flexible than the left. It's just they're both gonna get stretched out and we're keeping symmetry, back to symmetry, right? So that's what we wanna end up with. But in terms of foam rolling, you could throw, you could throw symmetry out the window. <laughs> just focus and um, you know, localize your sessions on that one area. Such a good tip and something that I think a lot of people don't really take into account um, when they do it. I think people just do stretches because yeah. they think that's what they should be doing. You know, they don't, they don't understand why. Yeah. There's, no, there's no right yeah. or wrong. There's no right or wrong. And I think at the end of the day, um, you gotta do what you gotta do to get you through your week. Um, and nobody, nobody, I mean, nobody understands what you're going through and what you're feeling and what your symptoms are. At the end of the day, as experienced as I am, I can never really put myself inside your body and understand exactly what, what your symptoms are. So listen to your body, guys, and um, you know, work on those problem areas that you have. Um, and then, you know, focus on the rest. You're talking about self-awareness, Danny, which is uh, something that I'm super, super passionate on right now. And just knowing what your body needs and, you know, just being aware on what you're putting in, what you're actually doing and what you're putting out is going to be how people succeed through this time. 100%. Beautiful. 
Totally Beautiful. agree. So look, tell me, man, before I ask you my last question of the day, where can people find you? What are you doing now to deliver value to the people that have put their trust in you? What What are you up to? What can we do? Yeah. All right. So um, look, like I said, both, both practices are closed, unfortunately. Um, but there's no face-to-face sessions. But if you jump online, calltherapy.com.au, um, I'm actually offering telehealth sessions at the moment. So um, something new to me. So what telehealth sessions are is it's a, um, you book it online and then you'll be sent a confirmation email. In that email, there's a, a link that takes you to a live video stream between myself and you. Um, and then basically what I do is I treat that like a normal session. Um, so I take you through an assessment and an analysis. Uh, we talk about your symptoms, your goals, as we normally would. And then based off of that information, I then go through a phone rolling, massage ball, um, pocket physio uh, routine that you can do. And then I take you through a strength and conditioning um, uh, session as well. So a few resistance band home exercises that you can follow. It goes for 60 minutes and I'm offering it at the moment for 78 Wow, what value. And, you know, being able to, if anything, it's, it's, it could almost deliver more value because you're going to be giving people so many actionable tips to do at home. And one of those sessions can, can really set people up for this entire, this entire period that they're at home and beyond. That's right. And then look, you know, during this session, I'm also taking notes. Um, so that's something really important is that, you know, I'm taking the notes and then what I do is I send you a routine that you follow. So there's, you'll get your, your own link and then you'll get your program sent to you, which you can access anytime. So I'll prescribe you with exercises to do from home, uh, a, a full customized um, routine that you follow. So from the foam rolling through to the strengthening, um, you do that two or three days a week. You can do it every day of the week if you want, it's up to you. And then we book another follow-up session every month or so to see where you're at. We go through those exercises again and we see where your improvements are and we see where your lack of improvements are and we work off that keep going forward. So it's all aimed at helping you. Incredible. Being results-based, one of the most important things, you know, looking at what looking at Absolutely. what's working and what's not and adjusting from there. That's That sounds awesome. And I hope people really take advantage of that. And especially if they are feeling pain, if pain is not normal. Pain is not something that you should necessarily live with. It's something that we need to be proactive on. And the quicker you are, the better you get to live your happiest and strongest life. So my last, yeah, my last question for you, Danny, if you could tell the audience one thing that you would recommend to look and feel their best, what would you tell them? Um, I think it's simple. It's I think I'm a I'm a husband. I'm a father of two kids. So my my routine is out the window at the most of times, mm. right? So be be realistic. Be realistic. That's my number one advice. So. Even, even if it's um, your diet, for instance, you know, it's like I, I was talking to my wife the other day. I'm like, I've put on weight and I've lost it so many times over the last few years. And what I'm going to do this time is just be realistic in the sense where I'm not going to eat like a rabbit. I'm just going to eat like a human being, a 
a just a, a well-rounded diet. I'm going to stop eating after eight o'clock. That's one thing that I've started, which I've, has really mm. helped. Um, I find I'm sleeping better. I wake up feeling better as well. Um, and then I'm, I'm realistic with my routine. So, you know, as we mentioned before, it's getting up early and exercising. So to do that, I've got to be realistic. I can't sleep at 12 o'clock at night. I've got to be in bed by nine o'clock because I'm not going to do that the next day if I'm realistic yeah. about it. Oh, so, so important. And I think this also comes back down to just knowing what your goals are you know and a lot of people's goals have to shift during this time to be something realistic and to be something that they can achieve and make them feel good at the same time that's what's important people need to understand that it's it's the feeling of happiness and it's the feeling that you get from your daily habits whether it's exercise whether it's the way that you're eating or you know your self rehab and all those things it's this it's it's how it makes you feel it's not the outcome of the result on your body through times like this let those things be a byproduct of being realistic being happy being self-aware that's awesome I love that. Uh, Danny, such a pleasure. So much value for people that they that people can use right now at home. It's yeah, been absolutely massive. Uh, great to talk to you. Uh, hope you're doing well as well, my man. And I can't wait to come in and um, fix up these tight hips as soon as you're back open, man. I'm going to be counting down the days. Mate, no worries, mate. And for now, you know, just know that I'm here for you. Like every one of my customers, mate, anything you need, just uh, give me a bow. Yeah, where anytime. can people find you, my man? What's your what's your tags? What's your what's your website? Yeah, so um, the website is coretherapy.com.au and there's also my Instagram page. I'm, I'm posting up on that every day. So it's coretherapy underscore sports mm. massage. Um, is an Instagram account and I've uh, just putting up handy tips every day there as well and a bit of what I do so yeah give us a follow yeah great social content by the way people um, posting stuff every single day really informative showing people what he does and all the stuff that you can do so I'm going to lock it off right there please go check him out go and have a look and until next time Danny we're going to have to get you on again yeah no worries Carl I appreciate it